Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scala. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. So you know what I realized? Tell me. Oh no, not realized, but like I appreciate. You know Halsey, the singer. Yeah. Don't you think she's incredibly beautiful? Of course, yeah. It's like mind-boggling. No. <laughs> like, I think we're a little bit too used to everyone we see who are like big celebs always having had work done. Now I don't know for certain if she's had work done, but I don't. I've never heard of rumors that she's had work done I don't really know and I just I'm just like wow do you look like that in night naturally yeah that's actually a really good point of that a we just used to really beautiful people anyway because that's what a celebrity is Mm. we forget that what have they had done to maybe get them there or what little tweaks and helps have they had but when someone really like naturally beautiful comes along Mm-hmm. we sort of forget to celebrate that <laughs> well I don't know her so I mean me celebrating how beautiful she is is a bit well you're celebrating her now snaps for Halsey and how yeah she true is. that is true um yeah we can get a bit like not desensitized but a little bit we, we just yeah, can't believe it like wow yeah. someone that good looking it has to be you have to have had work done. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But um, how are you feeling? You know what? I've got like a bit of a husky voice, I feel like, today. I feel like... A bit foggy. I don't know, but I really like it. You know, it's like, oh, I actually have an interesting voice now, whereas normally I think I sound like an absolute dude. So I'm really sorry. That- no, you don't. Not at all. You don't. Um, but I feel like my voice has now got a little some, something, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm tired, but I really hope that doesn't translate. I'm going to pull through. Um, yeah. And so I feel a bit rusty as well. Confession, we did a bit of pre-recording. Um, yeah, because you were on holiday. 
because I went away. And so it feels like it's been so long. It does. Yeah. I wasn't going to mention that. I know, but I just kind of thought more because I wanted to talk about so like what my fashion story is this week is sort of a bit like after the fact. What's your fashion story? I'm going to hop into it, I think. Yeah. Um, So obviously there was the Met Gala first Monday of May. And, you know, looks are looks. Well, we've, it's been, it's been. It's Um, gone. But a thing that sort of swept the internet a little bit is Kim K, who notoriously wore Marilyn Monroe's dress, sort Mm -hmm. of saying that she had to lose £16 for it. And just the controversy that that had and the amount of girls that I've sort of seen on Instagram in the last few days sort of being like, and you know what? I ordered a dress that fit me. Or like, you know, like those sorts of comments of like, Mm. I just ordered a size that fit me. And obviously it was because she was trying to fit into an exact dress. But I mentioned to you as well is that we were led to believe that Marilyn Monroe was this like curvy plus size lady Kim mm-hmm. K's a small man. Like I know she's got some like a bit of a booty, but she's and she's small. like she's small. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. the fact that she was having to starve herself for three weeks to get into a dress, first of all, is kind of awful for her to be admitting that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also made me just think Marilyn was not this like bodacious lady mm. that we were all led to I mean she maybe had boobs and a bum but that yeah 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 I get what you mean um at first I don't think it's that bad that uh Kim K has admitted that she purposely lost weight to fit into Marilyn's dress I mean honesty is honesty and I appreciate it I don't think that yeah. we have to um avoid telling people those details because they might copy her like come on her audience is largely adults she's not saying do what I do and I mean she's already had a lot of work done so her admitting that she maybe had a rather unhealthy relationship with her body is not really any surprise to any of us so I don't really you know think it's that detrimental to her followers to admit you know what I had to lose weight to get into this and it was tough and but I did it um but yeah secondly you're right the fact that we were always led to believe that you know Marilyn was really curvy and women back then were curvier and this that and the other and I you're right it was a it's a shock to a lot of people including myself but I, I think there's a lot of nuance to I think Marilyn Monroe was probably curvier at the beginning of her career, potentially. Yeah, I agree. I think because I've seen pictures as well and I've seen her look bigger than Kim looked in that dress. So that's all like, I guess we can gauge it from and she probably then lost weight with the pressure of career or whatever. Yeah, I mean, career also, um, 
she drugs. has you know famously <laughs> yeah famously known for taking a lot of drugs <laughs> um and she looked if you see the picture of marilyn that dress her like decolletage mm. looks quite slim yeah you know, like up top so i don't think she was probably her heaviest that time i will say that i think she was probably a lot softer do you know what i mean like in terms of build not then toned. <laughs> a, huh? not toned yeah 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 as like kim as is the most toned like i bet him, it doesn't even move <laughs> a lot of celebrities are expected to be quite muscular yeah um perky and that just wasn't the vibe in the late 50s and early 60s yeah um but yeah i think also you know in that time illusions of curves and corsetry and having that really pulled in waist which i'm pretty sure everyone was sucking in their stomachs back then (laughs) um but that pulled in waist and that kind of curvy aesthetic was the thing that we've all kind of when we look back at that time period that's what we always think about but these women were proportionally quite small Mm -hmm. they were just maybe curvier than you know a lot of the celebrities that we see now and years previous yeah and I guess there's some parallels really that I think like who were the two most famous women around that time Audrey Mm. Hepburn and then Marilyn Mm. and Audrey Hepburn was like the natural really petite straight up and down kind of a silhouette Mm -hmm. and Marilyn was sort of that womanly figure Bombshell. made it yeah made that a thing and the mm. kardashians have done that whether you like them or not they've represented a body type that hadn't been represented for a bit whether it's real anymore or not mm-hmm. um but there's probably that similarity of we had the 90s and still supermodels are just crazy thin and even instagram you just kind of find everyone who seems to have you know be crazy slim and mm-hmm. um, so then these women who have a bit more shape to them um there's probably a similarity there um but yeah it's just kind of funny what her fascination though as well with Marilyn I feel like she's such a she just goes through these phases right like that is so far from her weird Balenciaga phase that she's been going through <laughs> I think that Kim wants to be an icon oh sure and there's because I said I sent you an article um that the Daily Mail wrote shot horror it wasn't nice but it was sort of like she's so attention seeking that she just knows the attention this is gonna get Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think I don't think it's even the attention thing I think she is she just wants to be an icon she wants to be remembered she wants to go down in history yeah I think it I think it is that um I think a few years ago and I could be wrong but Kanye West kind of referred to her this is when he was still trying to like pursue Kim mm-hmm. or it was early on in their marriage and I think Kanye West had referred to her as like the Mona Lisa or Cleopatra yeah, yeah, yeah. Our time basically hinting at like she's the most beautiful women a woman alive today really really bold statement i mean but you know it's kanye whatever um it doesn't have to make sense but yeah (laughs) and 
it was that idea of both of them really as a duo were really laser focused on making Kim an icon of the time. And, you know, when she, like when she does things like dress up as Selena for Halloween or, or um, share as Halloween, um, you know, trying to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress, um, wear kind of archival pieces from, I don't know, Azadina Liar or like all these other brands for like the 90s fashion heyday. She's always pulling on like, I don't know, the golden era or like an iconic woman. Or I think she she's definitely trying to craft herself, that, that sort of lane for herself so that in 10 years time, 100%, we will think of Kim Kardashian as the woman of the 2010s. Yeah. 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 Interesting. What is your fashion story? Well, um, my fashion story, it's not really a story, to be honest. It's more of like, <laughs> kind of like me admitting something. So weekend just gone. <laughs> I mean, I you've got to... a lot to admit here. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> weekend just gone. Um I wanted to wear a particular, you know, like, you know me, I like to think of my outfits in advance. You, I'm really you nerdy envision. like that. And I, yeah, and I. Or envisage whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of. You that dream up your. Yeah, if I've got an event, it doesn't even have to your be a moment. special event. Yeah. Or I just like to know what I'm wearing in advance because I hate to panic about yeah. what I'm wearing. I hear you. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to wear my mum jeans. Um, staple pair of jeans. I wear them all the time. They're just like easy, go with any top, go with any jacket, whatever, easy to wear. I pulled them out because I was like, I need to know if I need to iron these things. Um, and they had about six holes all around the bum area. Yeah, you Moth? know, like on huh? Moth? No, no. So these were just like holes that jeans get after a certain Oh, just from like wear and tear. Okay. Wear and tear, like round the pockets. Fine. At the crotch. Um, okay. So many holes. And you know what? I still wore them. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If I look at certain clothes, like, you know, there's always certain clothes that you do wear time and time again. And then when you look closer, you're like, oh, there's got a bit of wear and tear in that. But once you know it, you never forget that you're wearing sort of something with some holes in. Well, that's the thing. I was wearing an extra long shirt, yeah, so yeah. I don't think anyone. I don't think saw you're flashing it. anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't flashing anyone. But it was just like jeans is one of those things that you can wear when they're absolutely battered. Yeah, yeah. And still wear them. And I don't. I have them on my floor, folded up, because I was like, I was saying to like Mister Big, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw these out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gone now. But then I thought about it and I was like, am I going to throw them out? I think I'm just going to keep them. Keep them. I'm going to wear them again, aren't I? Because also, if they fit right, even if you bought the identical pair, which probably doesn't exist because they sort of try and at least redefine things slightly, mm. it doesn't necessarily mean it's right the way they've been washed. Like All of that stuff really counts. Mm. Yeah, I suppose. So. I just think that it's very difficult to throw away 
I know jeans is one of those mm. things. I re- I rarely and like the amount of like my uniform used to be like black jeans and a top or black jeans and a big t-shirt. The amount of black jeans that I have that are various shades of like light gray. I mean, they're not that bad, but they're not black anymore. Yeah. You know, they're like faded down. Yeah. That I need to get rid of. But I'm sort of like, but why would I throw away jeans? You know? And you feel kind of proud when you see the wear and tear. You're like, I've got my cosplay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so true. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starloves of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. Shall we get on to the main topic for this week? We should get on to the main topic. Go for it. So this was really inspired by your holiday that Mm -hmm. you've just come back from. And we wanted to talk about the pervasiveness of fashion. What do we mean by that? Well, fashion is like so ubiquitous to like our lives, um, how we see ourselves, what we spend our money on. Obviously on this podcast, we talk about it a lot. It's been part of our careers. Um, And the fact that you went, you know, to a foreign country, you were in a completely remote area. I think you were in like the desert or something. Yeah. (laughs) And you said that you had come across people who lived quite modest lives, nothing flashy, but quite traditional modest lives. And some of the women there had like fake Chanel bags or something. And it's the fact that Obviously, in this example, it's the idea that luxury fashion can still be admired, sought after, can travel to these remote places where people still want it in their lives. But fashion in general can be so important and so crucial to lots of people around the world, regardless of whether they can afford it or not. So we wanted to discuss really the broader topics of like how important is fashion on our lives and just wider society yeah and you know what this makes me think of makes me think of that scene in the devil wears prada which is probably the best scene in the film Mm -hmm. where andy played by anne hathaway is laughing in a Mm -hmm. meeting when they're discussing two different belt colors and oh my god they're so different but they look the same to anyone who doesn't maybe work in fashion and she's like aren't they the same and that's where Meryl delivers this thing of like oh you think you're so above it you don't Mm -hmm. realize that that hand-me-down jumper that you're wearing was actually 
selected in this room and that like the gap copied it because YSL did a whole thing on it and then this brand did and that those decisions actually come from somewhere like the color palette from Zara and from H&M doesn't just come from nowhere it's inspired by something Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what it makes me think of is that I was in sort of deep countryside in Africa where these people live off the land they're having to wash their clothes in a river Mm -hmm. but they have a faux Chanel Mm -hmm. like how like how how do they know what that is how was that infiltrated there are they even like aware one of my tour guides had fake Yeezys on and you know Mm. when you're like this is madness that this has so traveled to places where they don't have satellite discs and yeah they might have some mobile phones kind of to share in the community or whatever Mm-hmm. but they're not watching the Chanel runway show and coveting a Chanel bag. Mm-hmm. So how has fashion trickled through even to the most remote places? It's just like, it, it reminds you how important the industry is. Yeah. It's just clothes, but it's, it's one of the biggest industries and most impactful industries there is. Mm-hmm. You, you're right. The example you gave for um, the Devil Wears Prada film is like what we saw in the past year or two, Bottega Green. Yeah. I mean, if I say Bottega Green, you know the yeah, shade of green I know exactly talking about. the shade of green you mean. And you can get that shade of green in a lot of sh- stores now or a lot of shops, online like You stores can get a Zara, faux double flat bag. Or faux yeah, boy yeah. bag in that Bottega green. Mm. And you're right that these decisions are made, you know, in certain boardrooms or design houses or couture houses or whatever. And they do permeate into our everyday lives, even for people who don't follow it, um, don't particularly care about it, you know, or claim mm. they don't really care about it or trivialize it. Um but yeah, it's so true. I have a question for you, actually, because this is a it's kind of an assumption that we many of us make about fashion, but I don't entirely agree with it. And I don't think we've ever had a discussion about it. So really often we hear people say things like fashion is the way that I express myself. I express how I feel, my mood, who I am as a person, how I want to present to the world. And I agree to some extent I agree that like for me personally fashion is important in terms of how I present myself to the world or how I want to be seen and I don't doubt that for anyone else and and you've said on a number of occasions that fashion for you depends a lot on your mood of the Mm -hmm. day and how you feel about yourself and if it's sunny if it's rainy or if it's you know you're in a good mood and whatnot And again, I I really agree with that. But what I disagree with is, is that the sort of attitude, attitude, sorry, that we should take with fashion? Should it be the way that we express ourselves? Like, or should we express ourselves in more meaningful ways than just our clothes? I mean, for sure, we should use our words. Um, Mm. And I think we're getting better at that as a society. 
Um, but I also think that I think it's really nice to express yourself that way. And I think we've been really fortunate that when mm. we were younger, trend was sort of leaving the world. There were still like the cool things to wear or whatever, mm. but we've essentially grown up in a very trendless world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, that I think we're really lucky that we don't all have to dress the same. And if you want to express yourself when we grew up, it was maybe like emo or gothic or um I don't know there's so many different things mm-hmm. but what I will say is we went to a school with uniform we all wore our uniform differently mm. you know some people rolled up their skirts or some people styled it slightly differently and so I think that that's almost an interpretation in itself I wouldn't mm-hmm. say the way I wore my school uniform was a reflection on myself I'm a goody goody so I didn't roll up my skirt I didn't really no care. but that that is a reflection of how goody goody you were but that's a reflection all of my personality uniform. that's not like I want to look nice but I probably didn't look nice but that was my inner personality of like I can't possibly roll up my skirt or um you know break isn't that, an, the, isn't the, that a reflection of yourself though the fact no, it is yeah but I'm also someone who like, I like to feel nice. And did I maybe feel nice looking a bit frumpy in my long school skirt and blue jumper? I was elongating, darling. Like, I don't think I looked cute, but equally that wasn't even on my radar. I wasn't worrying about that. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny what we use fashion for. Um and yeah, it's a it's it's so bizarre. We've been we were talking earlier on our group chat about you know holiday style and how we sort of dream up looking a certain way on holiday. And I think that's one of the few times that I still apply that. Mm. I feel like day to day life. I mean, you could on a different day of the week, you could catch me in a whole different array of things depending mm. on how much I can be bothered. All of that stuff. I'm sort of quite content that that's the roller coaster of my wardrobe and of my expression. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, would you want to be told what to wear every day? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I think it's also dangerous for us to like kid ourselves that yeah we're expressing ourselves from our yeah. clothes because and that this because is you're I guess I you're am. saying like someone chose that for us so we're actually not expressing anything we're expressing yeah, what someone decided for us to express exactly and I think that mm, okay, this is it I think interesting. this is where I'm getting to it's like we try to pretend like we're being individual oh in yeah in what we're wearing really we are buying into things or labels and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with a label. I live in a label as well. But we buy into tr- micro trends and micro labels so that as human beings, that's how we identify each other by. And I don't think we should kid ourselves in thinking that I'm an individual because I have a nose ring. No, there's loads of people with a nose yeah. ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, uh, I also think that it's dangerous because we only just feed into this never ending cycle of consumerism and fashion really we need to like stop leaning so heavy into buying stuff or buying fashion or buying into fashion as a way to self-express you know maybe we should Mm -hmm. like 
take up a hobby in order to like self-express I don't know that's kind of always my thought at the back of my head yeah and that's actually really interesting and I guess what inspired this with those people wearing those things is they're probably totally unaware Mm. of that and we're sort of somewhat aware of it we're somewhat aware that we're buying into what someone wants us to buy into and Mm -hmm. oh my god that's the Bottega green I can't afford that so I'm gonna get it in this way and I don't even realize I'm buying into the Bottega green in that way but I'm drawn to it because I've seen it and it's on my radar Mm -hmm. and so the but but there are also probably other things that we buy into where we're totally unaware of why we've We've decided that's for us. And that's what these people probably had done is that they've got these things and are probably a bit more unaware of Mm -hmm. why they've come to be. Um, And yeah, I think there's, there's a bigger, a bigger juggernaut or whatever Mm -hmm. behind the scenes that I think we care to believe at times or care to realize. Mm. Yeah dressing us yeah and that's Um, funny though because there are people who be so not fashion conscious or think they're not fashion conscious mm -hmm. but technically are yeah I I I agree (laughs) I do have some figures that I want to share with you in regards to how as a country listeners we live in the UK can't tell from our accents how us Brits like to spend our money on clothing. Oh wow. How much we, how much we spend. And I want to get your opinion on do you think it's a lot? Do you think it's too little? Um oh. and other things like that. Okay. So according to Statistica, in 2021, us as a country, the UK, we spent 37.3 billion pounds on clothing. Is that a lot oh. to you? yeah it's not that's a lot okay <laughs> um and if we drill down into that because it's not just like clothing and fashion is important to us because it's what we put on every single day but it has a massive impact on our monthly budgeting and how we spend our salaries so there's this website called nimble Fins. And they actually suggested that we should spend 5% of our take-home pay on clothes. Yeah, they went down. Like, there's a table and they, like, drilled down in. If you earn this much, if you're on this salary, this is how much we suggest you should spend on clothing. And they say... I don't think a single person does that. Huh? Not a single person does that, surely. No, no no one does that. But I want to get your... um, your 5%? Are you having a laugh? (laughs) Well, do you think that's a little bit? That's, that's too, little. too little, yeah. Okay, so hold on. So based on a £20,000 yeah. annual salary, you would take home £17,000, yeah, after tax. And they're saying based on that, 5 pe- 5%, you should spend £71 a month on clothing. Oh, my God, look at your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you the table later. And you can have a wow, yeah. Okay, I definitely spend more than five percent of my salary on clothes, um, and that's going to have to change soon. And actually, you know what? I had a real realization 
I bought lots of stuff before holiday and mm-hmm. packed loads of stuff for holiday. And it was that thing we discussed before that why do summer clothes make you sort of feel some kind of way? Mm-hmm. And I've just got into this realisation that what looks nice is simple. And like, yeah, okay, there's time for some fun pieces, but I'm sort of getting to a point of you can effortless chic lasts for forever. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things to spend money on rather than, oh, I really like that, like the amount of blouses I have, <laughs> you know, or whatever. That realistically also only kind of look nice with skinny jeans and that's not a vibe anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sort of holding on to them. But I'm, I haven't worn them with mum jeans because they don't look nice that way. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to be much more conscious of that stuff. Um, but I definitely spend more than that. That makes me feel sick. <laughs> what? What ratio or portion of your take-home monthly pay do you think you spend on clothing? Like too a fifth? Much. Far too much. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Like an embarrassing amount. I mean, we've been friends forever, but I'm learning so much about your spending habits on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to assess my spending habits, you know? um can I work on it yes um but I wouldn't say mine is just just on clothes it will be on sort of makeup beauty products and homeware as well okay Um, okay. I sort of encompass that all into sort of one um and I will say my clothes is less so I really do you're knocking onto something um Mm -hmm. I will say my clothes are less so these days, but I also don't know if I'm kidding myself, you know? Um. Yeah, I... You think um, you're under that 5%. Do I think I'm under or over? Under or under? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm too scared to do the calculation of my annual spend of clothing. No, of course. Maybe I should, you know? I think you like... You don't buy often, but I think when you do, you buy a nice purchase. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> but you do. I think you think about something and you might not buy five things from Zara, but you might buy one thing from somewhere elevated. I do think that I always like sit on any potential purchase. Yeah. I do think about it for a while, but I will say that I am a, I am a, I'm a clothes shopper. You know, I'm not stopping anytime soon. And I've got a lot of clothes. So I'm like, um, I'm a consistent shopper. As well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wedded to the game. Yeah. Yeah. We, we play into the hands of the merchandisers. Um, um, but yeah, tell me, what is your theory on how faux Yeezys and faux Chanel can infiltrate countries? Mm-hmm. Not that it shouldn't, because every every country can have that stuff, mm-hmm. but a country where you wouldn't expect to see it. Uh, obviously, obviously, we've got the internet. Yeah. But then it's not just about, like, being exposed to something that's nice. It's, I think, having, like, persistent exposure to things 
that ultimately all of that exposure adds up to you desiring something. Mm. Um, I think in much the same way, when we look at luxury brands, we want to buy into a lifestyle that we yet don't have ourselves. I think that can be a big reason as to why people in remote areas in remote parts of certain countries might have Yeezys and fake Chanel bags. But then also there's a massive counterfeit industry out there and we not we might not be personally exposed to it on a day to day, but there's so many like, you know, when you go on holiday, these, these counterfeit markets where, um, big like Saturday markets are put on and a lot of the vendors there have all these fake designer bags all of that whatever doesn't get sold might just get you know given to someone in like the village or whatever or um you know they're being sold a lot of these times in these markets they're being sold by people who are quite poor themselves and are kind of forced to sell this stuff to tourists or to locals or whatever um so I think that that's how those sorts of goods get into end up being worn by people in remote areas who normally don't have access to Chanel um so I think yeah the counterfeit industry and market is huge and is able to reach a lot more people than luxury that can you know you have to you have to have a spare five grand to spend on a bag. Whereas if you can get it for literally like 40 pounds or something like that, they're able to reach a lot more people. Yeah. I don't know. What's your, what's your thought on it? What did you take away from it? I don't know. I just, I just kind of find it funny that. I don't know. I just, I just kind of find it bonkers. But then if you're going to have a pair of shoes or if you're going to have a bag, why wouldn't it be also inspired by that too? Why do they have to sort of be practical or Hmm. why? Yeah, it's sort of, there's no reason it shouldn't be, but I just kind of find it funny that what it represents essentially is, of course, she's not sat there with a handbag that's worth more than her whole life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or a, and that bag represents a handbag that's worth seven thousand pounds mm-hmm. and what that can I, I don't know it's sort of it's this anomaly of what that would do to your lifestyle is totally transform it yeah mm-hmm. and obviously we don't all wear a faux Chanel to look like we have that money but essentially we do yeah essentially we do that's essentially what it is is that we want people to potentially believe that we have one um you know or like appear to be a little bit similar to people who do Mm. and so I don't know it's it's a funny one I don't know how it gets there but it it makes sense to me somewhere in my head I mean, there's been a lot of discussion recently about who deserves to have a Birkin bag and all of this stuff and who deserves to have the latest Chanel and all the colours and whatever bullshit. And essentially our discussion is, should you spend that kind of money on this stuff? And should you be 
begging to have this stuff if you cannot comfortably afford it. And so that makes me think like us two, we're regular gals, yeah. just earning regular money, nothing special. And yet we still desire to have those things. Are we just as quote unquote funny and peculiar for having designer goods yeah. as that woman who lives? <laughs> chumps, yeah. As that woman who lives um, a simpler, poorer for lifestyle sure. than us? For sure. There's, not there's nothing to her. differentiate us from her. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, because, okay, yeah, she might be living in in more of a less fortunate circumstance than us Mm -hmm. but the reality also is is that we shouldn't be aspiring to that either Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know we're actually have more in common with her than we do with the likes of the people who buy it yeah and I think that and I think more people need to realize that is Mm. that there's nothing wrong with realizing that like I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be trying to own that. Mm-hmm. And I don't need it, you know? Yeah. And I don't need it. And actually, why don't I spend within my means? I mean, the, I don't know the idea that I'm a big believer of the people who should own certain things, like who should be allowed to have a Birkin bag if you afford it. But then equally there's, you know, would that just be the whole Kardashian clan taking the lot? Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, I don't care if they do take the lot. <laughs> I'm, not, is, get, fashion I'm is, not getting a Birkin. Yeah, fashion is one of those things that it's an easy way for you to buy into a lifestyle. So, like for example, we can't afford uh, apartments and mansions in Kensington, but if we do want to like flex for a weekend and appear to be rich we could we could buy a gucci bag or a, yeah a ysl one or whatever or, or a, a watch or a chanel pair of shoes or something it's like it kind of allows us to live the fantasy without actually having to do everything that entails to have that kind of money and so it's so easy for us to be like to buy into that it's so available it's everywhere that's mm. the thing fashion is everywhere most of the high streets are dominated by clothing clothing shops more than cafes more than cinemas and bowling alleys and all of that and we can't escape it because we know that it's such an easy thing to acquire you can go and get a 10 pound pair of shorts or something easy off the shelf ready to wear um and it's easy for us to dispose of it as well um and we talk about cost per wear a lot and it's that really like short-lived cycle that all our clothing lives through as well that makes fashion so fleeting and also like such a massive part of our lives yeah, and I think that, I think there's a funny thing of when you're talking about um, that we could go and buy a Gucci bag, or we can go buy whatever shoes, but that's all for whoever's in the know. That's what fashion is. Fashion is essentially a club 
Mm. It is a club or whatever of those who are in the know are in the know that they recognize the Gucci symbol. I mean, I, I saw someone on holiday and I'm hoping it's not a real Gucci belt, but she was wearing it upside down. Oh, the G's weren't even the right way up. So I'm thinking, oh. babe, if you've spent 300 pounds on that, I really would hope that you know the right way the G's go. But maybe she just didn't like who knows um and there's a really funny thing so I have some Chanel espadrilles I bought about five years ago on eBay Mm -hmm. I love them I don't wear them enough and actually they got a little scuff so I was a bit sad but anyway it's fine things are to be warm Mm -hmm. but I I am I had a little friend sit next to me on the plane he wasn't my friend um and he was making conversation. I think he thought I was a bit of a wacky dresser. Um, and he was like, oh my God, like, you know, your shoes look so different. Like, you know, where did you get them from? Were they from, you know, I went to Morocco. Were they from a stall in Morocco? And I was just kind of like, oh, no, no, I got them in England. It's like, oh, like, where are they from? And I was like, oh, like, you know, just somewhere. Because I didn't want to be like, babe, they're Chanel. <laughs> because a that's not me and I'm not wearing them for the attention of it I like yeah am I would I like it if someone sort of clocked them as like nice shoes Mm. sure but I'm not going to go out of my way to say no I spent probably a bit more money on these shoes than I should have Mm. Um, and so that's the funny thing with fashion right is that like this these people who maybe are remote are they even in the know I hope so but mm. it also takes someone to be in the note and get the reference to. Yeah, you're right. In the, I can sit here. It and relies about... on that. It relies on the reference. Someone getting it. Mm. She might not even have a clue what. She might not have a clue. Is. She yeah. just might think it stands for like. I don't know. She might just think it's a pretty pattern. Yeah, and then and then we're here sitting. We're sitting here saying, "Oh, does she, how does she even? How yeah, does she even like? How does she back? even relate to this? Like, I, we don't know. Well, we don't know. I wish we had her as a guest. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't speak Arabic, but yeah, um, no, neither. And I, I, she spoke Berber, so that's a totally different language. And oh, like, okay, yeah. Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? You're it's so really right. interesting. Like, like, it's a club." And like our one of our good friends jokes is she doesn't really get fashion, but she does. Like she would recognize and she knows if certain things or certain labels. Mm. But there are some people who would walk down the street and wouldn't clock that someone's got an Hermes Birkin and mm-hmm. they just spent 30 grand on it. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't recognize that someone's wearing the Valentino rock studs that have been so hard to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't recognize that. And so then does the fashion flex work? Mm-hmm. Is of it course it's it? for yourself, partially it's for yourself. But a lot of these things, especially like the Hermes thing, it's a flex. So if mm-hmm. people don't recognise your flex, then... What was it all for? What was it all for? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. So in my research for this episode and kind of just mulling about in my head, I did come across some articles that talked about 
the value of your wardrobe if you had to replace everything in oh, it. Oh, don't. So, like, insurance claims after burglaries and whatnot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and i thought this would be a good indication as to like how much we invest in this area of our life wow. um so one of the figures that i actually came across and this was quoted by glamour magazine from uh confused.com you know they do the insurance yeah you can search different insurance companies um they said on average to replace a British woman's wardrobe is, do you want to guess? No. <laughs> oh, come on, give me a number. It's going to be low. It's going to be lower than you think. Five grand? Yeah, 4,000 pounds. Okay. Um, yeah, and no. That got me thinking. <laughs> that got me thinking off of what you've said. When I saw the figure, I was like, oh, that's not a lot. But then I thought to myself, not everyone's you, Miranda. You know, I'm not saying that my wardrobe is particularly expensive, but not everyone's you inclined in that you like to shop and that you like to buy certain things yeah. and that your wardrobe is a is an essential part of who you are as a person. When it's a collection over so many years, I still have stuff from when I was 18. Mm. You know, like that's the difference is that my, my, my foot size You're hasn't a hoarder. changed. You're a hoarder. For sure. But my foot size hasn't changed since I was 11. Not that yeah, I still have shoes true. from then. But, and you, yeah, I just, oh. yeah. But also, okay, remove the fat, remove expensive handbags from it, first of all. Yeah, the average mm. person doesn't have that. Um, I would say that's a man's wardrobe. I think men are bringing that figure down if that, if it includes men. Yeah, it, they said women's. <sighs> I just don't believe that. <laughs> However, now I've got another statistic which might corroborate Is that this. at the value of the object at the time? <laughs> well, insurance... You know, like be a, a used pair of jeans isn't going to be... It would be in order for you to replace like for like, wouldn't it? Oh, so I've got a really another really old statistic though. It's from 2013. So yeah. any figure I give you now, you can bet your bottom dollar that it's worse. More. It's yeah. it's more. It's more in Inflation, babe. Yeah, and also we've just become like shopping crazy, I think. Yeah. Um so a website called First Mile and they said that more than 1 million Brits use charity shops regularly as their main source of shopping for clothing. Now, we've kind of talked about vintage recently, a few Mm. months ago, and how, you know, when we grew up, um, kind of buying things which were seen as vintage became massive, and it's only just gotten bigger and bigger now. Secondhand, pre-loved, vintage kind of... um, dressing of previous decades and thrifting and all of that has become more popular so I can actually imagine that you know a lot of young people nowadays aren't embarrassed by shopping secondhand and shopping charity shops so I can imagine that there's more than one million Brits today who are buying most of their for sure for sure um 
And also, I think... Uh, and that would bring down the overall value of your wardrobe. This doesn't though. just sound pessimistic, but I think a lot of people like to think that they would say they would do that as well. Whether they do or not is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just to probably be a bit more conscious um, of their impact and stuff. But that's interesting. I feel like that could be an episode in itself of, of the value of a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is interesting. I mean, that's probably that figure £4,000 is based on insurance claims, I'm sure. And it really depends on how much your insurance even extends to, because you're not going to claim for 10 grand if your insurance policy only covers you for four. Do you know what I mean? There's a limit. <laughs> and most people don't really like to insure their shit for the real value that they are, because mm-hmm. you don't want a higher premium. But to probably buy back the key items in your wardrobe 4000 seems a bit more fair but then i think it's just really that figure comes from most people don't shop as much or care to buy clothes as often or expensive clothes as often as a lot of us younger lot like to um so that's why the figure might sound really low to us. That's only right. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say on average these days, for the sake of maths, is twenty quid, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. It's only two hundred items. Yep. And I can oh, tell I'm not, you, I'm not accepting that. I can tell you something. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> I'm not accepting that. Uh-uh. The 200 mm-hmm. items, and that includes like underwear. Um, that includes underwear. Okay. Swimsuits. Uh, it includes gym clothes. It includes yes. trainers. Trainers these days are not oh, under 100 pounds. Oh, no. No, they're not. And even if you just got one pair, that's already eliminated quite a bit. If you've got mm-hmm. a pair of jeans, you're expecting probably, what, 40, 50 quid? Easy. Um, no. Buy that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What that's are you really, 20 quid? Maybe that's made me wanna, or two. That's made me want to calculate how much I spend a year on clothing. I might go, I might, you know what, I might search my emails for all of my... Um, you know, you get those, your order has been confirmed. Oh like, I'm going to tally up all of those emails. Yeah, I, I don't total need, of them. I don't need to know that. I mean, I do. I need to be ashamed. I should, I should be ashamed. I am ashamed. Okay. My final thoughts is that I think we give way too much bandwidth and attention and money and emotional distress on fashion and our clothing and I say that because going back to the idea of like I plan outfits for future occasions Mm. I like doing it I find it fun for myself and it's just a nicer experience to get dressed on the day when I know what I'm going to wear already um but I think I've said to you in the past like you know what no one no one cares more about what I'm wearing than myself yeah like I visualize myself wearing something and people seeing me wear it 
when really no one cares. Because yeah. when I think about the outfits other people wore on the occasion, I don't give a shit. I don't think about it much, yeah. And I don't really remember much of the detail. I will assess what they're wearing and make a mental note or judgment but it really doesn't matter in comparison to yeah. what I wore myself. But it's it's that time old thing, especially, you know, we're, we're probably our most self-conscious in swimwear on a beach. Mm-hmm. You care more about what you look like in that moment mm-hmm. than anybody, than anything else. And that's how everyone feels. So you might think someone's judging you of like, oh, do those bottoms fit her? They're worrying that about themselves. Yeah. Not worrying it about you. Yeah. I think that kind of does apply, especially for like when you say when you think I'm going to wear this for an occasion, like a a wedding or whatever. People are more concerned about how they look in their dress than you do in yours. We're sort of self-obsessed in that sense. Mm -hmm. And like, personally for me I hope I'm not too self-obsessed but it's more about the fashion moment it's like this is what I envisaged I hope that I hope that worked Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. I hope oh I chose to wear something a bit more out there or if you wear like a hat that's not really what you normally wear you kind of probably spend the whole time like do I look like a plonker um yeah do I feel comfortable? Yeah. Do my feet hurt? In I don't shoes? know if I pulled this off as much as I hoped I would. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was I thinking? Thinking yeah. I would be that baddie wearing this. I'm not this girl. Yeah. Someone took a picture of me and it wasn't It wasn't <laughs> hitting like it was supposed to in the picture, was it? Oh, um, it happens too <laughs> often. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that fashion is incredibly important in our daily lives but maybe it shouldn't be so should our poll be do we give fashion too much impetus <gasps> oh yes love it coming from two fashion heads yeah yeah cool i think so cool well that's it isn't it that's it okay. again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.